Great to see Kevin Korczynski back here in, in Chicago. Amongst the brothers, as Nick Polino says. Sights him. Polino score! Tyler Johnson on the back door. And the Hawks lead in the third. Moran's going to get ahead of Steve for a chance to win it in his return. Here goes Moran. He spins. Moran scores! And the timer expires. Count the basket. And John Moran wins it for the Grizzlies. Jeff Van. Short-handed. Pajot. Will Holmes do it again? Sports Radio is back in the Edmonton area. This is Sports 1440 and the Kevin Carius Show. All right, here we go for Saul 76, December 20th. And yeah, holy shnikes. Uh, Seaman Holmstrom, only five shorthanded goals on the season. It's not a record, but it's above average. Uh, it was one of the big reasons that the Oilers lost their third straight last night. Uh, what is your level of concern for the Oilers? Basically, the last 21 games, they're a 500 team. You know, that's with an eight-game winning streak. 500 teams do not make the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Oilers have lost three in a row. Before that, they won eight in a row. Lost three, won three, lost four. So obviously, the consistency is not exactly what you would like to see. Really, after a good start yesterday, it wasn't good enough. And the difference in the game was what happened in the second period with special teams. The Oilers allowed two power play goals and then... That shorthanded goal that you heard in the Duke of Delburn's intro to Holmstrom, that made it 3-1. But then the other key part of special teams is that the Oilers had a 5-on-3 for just under a minute and really didn't threaten once for an entire minute of 5-on-3. And there you go. That's the difference in the game. 3-1 after 40 minutes and... Even though the Oilers did have some shots in the third period, they had some offensive zone time, if you want to call it that. There were no danger, 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 heavy danger opportunities uh, to get back in the game. They killed a penalty off early in the third period, and you're thinking maybe you can build a little momentum on that. And then the lines all kind of changes with the lines. Uh, you saw several, several combinations. But the Oilers also had a power play. Um, in the third period and really didn't generate anything again. Didn't generate enough with the first unit. The second unit got more pucks through when the second unit got out for the, what, the obligatory 25 seconds. But the question is with this team, what is the standard? What is the standard? Send us a text, 1-833-401-1440. 1-833-401-1440. Bob already says, who cares? The Oilers don't care. Raw Dog Reed looked like they stopped trying in the second and third. K 
king of Fort Nasty. <laughs> well, we might as well get this one out of the way right off the hop, Duke. Uh, good morning, KK and Duke. Well, it looked to be a great start for the Oilers, but they quickly blew it. Similar to the time, Duke was set to hook up with the hot barrel racer at the Delburn Rodeo Dance, but blew it by taking part in the Mambo Number no. 5 line dance and killing it. Boy, all of a sudden, maybe the, the Duke is, is, is a little out of the Christmas spirit here or something. This Isn't statement, this while eh? uh, there are some oddly accurate you. sentiments of truth to it, uh, the one that I actually take genuine offense to is suggesting I'd be out there line dancing to any song <laughs> whatsoever. The only acceptable line dance is the hustle. Uh, which oh. I would have not been doing at the Dublin Rodeo Dance. But uh, there is some truth to things like this, mainly the part where I don't end up uh, securing the uh, <laughs> the deal with uh, with a fine young lady at uh, such wow. festivities. But, but you've got other things on the go at those I'm, dances. Oh, yeah. so busy. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm usually a little more consumed with uh, but deleting a few uh, cold beverages. Most but. importantly, we truly appreciate the King of Fort Nasty's sense of the, humor. The creativity never in. ceases to amaze me. So, again, before we got to that little uh, comical interlude... What is the standard? What is the standard for this team? Didn't see enough of it yesterday after a good start, but not enough pressing, 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 pressure, initiative, initiative. Here's a comment following one of the games last night. And as we said, now the Oilers are 13-15-1. Again, don't even think about a playoff spot. You're seven points out of a playoff spot. Seven points. This is exactly the same position that the Oilers were in before the eight-game winning streak. So think about passing Minnesota again. I mean, Minnesota's a 500 hockey team. Is Minnesota a playoff team? Maybe. But if you can't even pass Minnesota, don't even think about a playoff spot. Get everything together here already. So here's a comment from last night. Here is a comment. Listen to this. It's our awareness of what it takes to win hockey games. That's the difference. Having guys in this room self-aware that it takes 60 minutes, a hard game to play against any team in this league. I don't care who we're playing. This league is so good. It's hard to win any night against any team in this league. You have to show up. We've got guys in here, in this room, who aren't showing up right now. Now, that's a Great comment. That is a strong comment. That is a comment coming from a team that is in first place, actually tied for first place right now in the division. That comes from Colorado Avalanche defenseman Devon Taves. The Avs lose last night to Chicago 3-2. And even though that the Avs are, again, tied with Dallas for first place in the division, in the Central, with 40 points, Dallas does have two points in hand. That's a t- that's a guy saying we got a record of 19 and 11 and two, and we are not accountable in here. What does it tell you when you are a team that is 13, 15 and one, two games under 500, seven points back of a playoff spot that is occupied right now by the Arizona Coyotes? It's not good. Give the New York Islanders some credit last night. They wanted to pay the price. They had 19 block shots after 40 minutes, finished the game with 22 block shots. They paid the price. They wanted to pay the price. They blocked many shots on the Oilers' power play. I've said this on this program many times. 
if that happens, when that happens, start shooting and shooting wherever. If it's three feet off the ice, let it buck. Let it buck. If a guy's coming out to the point, hammer it. You saw sticks break. You saw guys go down. Keep doing that. It deters people. They don't like it. Ah, lots of texts. Archie says, no more Russian goalies. Yes, Ilya Sorokin, 31 saves. Every time the uh, Russian goalies are in, last little bit, uh, I guess you could say that the Oilers have not had very good success dating back to Andre Vasilevsky when he makes uh, 50, what, three saves, 54 saves, and then uh, on the weekend, and then basically last night with Sorokin. No more Russian goalies. John says, can't blame the goaltending on this one. Well, I'll tell you what. How about the first goal? Even though it's a power play goal, you can't have a puck slide between your arm and sit in the crease. Arm and body sit in the crease and have someone jam it in into an empty net. That's Anders Lee. That Stu Skinner has to absorb that puck. He's got to make sure that that puck doesn't get through him. Having said that, he made some outstanding saves last night again to keep the Oilers in this game. Uh, Tyler. (laughs) Everyone needs to relax. Good teams lose games. Good teams lose games. Yeah, but you're 13 and 15. Any ground that you made up is gone. It's gone. You can't afford to go on extended losing streaks. Now you go into Jersey, and Jersey stinks last night. They lose in Philadelphia. Jack Hughes was horror awful. You know that the Devils are going to come out hard tomorrow. And then you've got the Rangers, who just pasted the Leafs in Toronto 5-2 last night. Also last night, again, Minnesota wins in Boston in overtime. These other teams are finding ways to win. L.A. Kings beat San Jose 4-1. And boy, Ottawa loses another one. The Sens now five straight losses after a 4-3 loss in Arizona. Text line 1-833-401-1440. From Gordon D. Good morning, KK. Oilers are not tough enough. They have just one player in the forwards who can hit, and it's Kane. The rest just skate around. If you got a call for us, shoot us off a call. 1-833-401-1440. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, Good morning. Oilers have five bonafide finishers in the forward group. The rest couldn't hit a bull in the, you know what, with a handful of rice. I used to say a, a scoop shovel full of wheat, Duke. That was a better terminology in that, right? You know, you're not hitting a, a bull with, you're not throwing rice at a bull. Probably not here, but maybe in places they grow rice. Yeah, but I mean, like, the, the, you got to use, you got, I couldn't, like I always say when I was golfing, I couldn't hit a bull in the arse with a scoop shovel full of wheat. Okay. I've I've never heard that. I've yeah. never heard the rice one I figured, either. Yeah. Like, the, I, isn't it just like you can hit water if you fell out of a boat? Same thing, yeah. Yeah, like that's, but the, that, but I think that's the more common one. Uh, an aspirin in a soccer net, soccer goal. That never one. heard that one either. Hmm. Uh, there are other versions of that, but they're not uh, fit for AM radio <laughs> or probably any radio, really, in terms of uh, nightly uh, <laughs> no uh, uh, buildings or establishments and what you can find there. So we'll uh, we'll save those for off-air conversations. Yes. Again, power play, first unit had opportunities to get this team back in the game. 
didn't do anything on the five on three. That was the, to be honest with you, the, the shorthanded goal by Holmstrom. That was a pass from Nugent Hopkins. Bouchard comes off to, he's making the right play. Bouchard's got to get along the wall because normally the you're out is just a play off the off the boards. And uh, that's where that pass went. And next thing you know, to Holmstrom, and it's in the back then. That's five shorties. Five shorties for Holmstrom. Again, not a record, but above average. Hey. Uh, Stair Farmer checks in. The Oilers will go into the Christmas break with five straight losses. Yikes. That means two. That means two uh, more coming up tomorrow and Friday. Um. Uh, Doug says, hey, Kev, so when things go south for the Oilers and they keep repeating the same thing over and over, no shots, no net front presence, no physical game, no compete for a full 60, what do the Oilers do to change things? Oh, I know, uh, something about the coach. Uh, let's take a caller right now on one 833 Brian, you are on the air on Sports 1440. Good morning. Good morning, Kevin. How are you today? Doing great. Just a quick call. We got to get to break. What's on your mind? Okay. Well, uh, first of all, uh, you know, there's, there's so many things. When they were on the eight-game win streak, they were playing almost absolutely perfect hockey. Now they're playing brain-dead hockey. They're taking undisciplined penalties. Last night, every single penalty was a stupid penalty, and it cost them. And on the power play, I, I totally agree, 100. percent Shoot the shoot mm-hmm. the darn puck. I, you know these pretty. They're trying to get the perfect TV play, pass, 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 pass. And uh, I, I heard a long time ago there was one uh, coach I believe might have been even Toe Blake uh, <laughs> uh, was pass maximum four four times. Yeah, and then shoot. Yeah, no, it's almost turning into Brian like uh, Norman Dale with Hoosiers here. So, again, yeah. when guys are coming out and blocking shots like the Islanders did last night, you got to start just pumping them. If you start taking guys' legs out, uh, it changes in a hurry. It changes in a hurry. Uh, thanks for the call, Brian. Price. Thanks have for the call. One. We're going to have to get to a break. We've got uh, Sean Brown uh, coming up. Um, sorry, Kevin. Usually I agree with you. This comes from Dean, but... Uh, when you can't score when they're down two men up, especially the worst PK, it's not Skinner's fault. Uh, okay, we can digest this a little bit more, Dino. So I did say that it was a big thing. It was probably bigger than the shorthanded goal, not scoring on the five on three. And one thing when we talked to Sean Brown here coming up, it's almost like that didn't look like the... Um, and again, the Oilers didn't push on the power play. They didn't initiate shots and things like that, passed it around too much, but... That didn't look like the league's worst power play last night either. They, they that looked like a decent uh, penalty kill unit. Pardon me for uh, for the New York Islanders. Uh, when we come back, Sean Brown. That's a question we're going to ask Sean Brown as he was one of the premier penalty killers in the National Hockey League when he was playing back in the day. Uh, Mark Spector from eight o'clock to eight twenty, and then David Amber. Hey, our headliner of the day from Hockey Night in Canada. David was working last time. Our co-host David Schlemko from nine to eleven for Cougar Paint and Collision. Uh, we'll have our ski report because it's Wednesday now, and then. Johnny Boychuk, and he works with the Islanders. Johnny Boychuk uh, does some work with the Islanders' defense and player development. Uh, we will check in with him. And then Greg Wyshynski from ESPN coming up at 10.20. Uh, 
right after the break. Sean Brown, former NHLer, as we go in the community for United Sport and Cycle. That's coming up on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Let's go in the community now for United Sport and Cycle. It's, uh, hey, the final days before Christmas, and United Sport and Cycle's last-minute Christmas sale is on now. Save big for the athlete or sports fan on your list as we welcome in the king, the gun, the fire. You know him, you love him, you can't live without him. Sean Brown, former Oiler. <laughs> Morning, Brownie. <laughs> Good morning. How you doing? Not bad, not bad. Um, were you able to keep a couple eyeballs on the game last night? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, it was nice to kind of have an early game. Uh, yeah. You know, and have it done early and get some stuff done around the house and, and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah, it was good. What did you make? You're just your overall thoughts on, on what happened last night uh, in New York. Yeah, I mean, I I think they started off well. I mean, support was really good, and they were able to get in on some of those young, uh, inexperienced uh, defensemen, and they were backtracking well, and defense were standing up, and they were creating some turnovers, and and then they just kind of got away from it a little bit, and obviously with a with with a young core, D core, inexperienced, and. Might have to hook up with Brownie to get a better connection here. Uh, can you hear us, Brownie? Yeah, we'll we'll dial up uh, Sean Brown one more time and see if we can get a better uh, better line hookup. You know, and he was mentioning the uh, defenseman for the Islanders last night. I mean, and we talked about it yesterday to nauseam uh, about just who was in the lineup for. Uh, the Islanders with so many guys like Pelican and Pollock uh, out of the lineup and you had guys that were coming in like Riley claimed off waivers and Noah Dobson played an outstanding game last night, played 27 minutes. Romanov was uh, darn good as well. But it's a patchwork defensive uh, lineup that the Islanders put out there. Oilers couldn't explode it. Then a bigger, those are some bigger, like Bortuzzo took a, a penalty last night, which was, you know, he was he didn't think it was a penalty. There was a, a couple borderline calls again last night. But all in all, that defense for the Islanders played pretty well when you consider who was in the lineup as, a, as opposed to who is uh, on the injured list. Uh, have we got you back now, uh, Sean? I think, yeah. Beauty. You got me? Yeah, got you now, yeah. So just you're touching on, I guess, the, the defense for the Islanders, and we, we talked about it a lot yesterday, just the fact that they had quite a few injuries on the back end, and really the Oilers weren't able to exploit it. Yeah, like I said, I, I, I think they, uh, they they started off well and were getting in there, and um, as the game went on, I think that uh, Sorokin and the young defense core kind of got a little bit of confidence and got their mojo, and, and uh, they played well. I mean, it was a team... Um, that was definitely committed to to defense and, and especially their penalty kill. I mean, I was really impressed with how many how many shots they blocked. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, the Oilers had moments there for sure where I thought that you know um, they had parts of their game that that looked good, but obviously not enough to get a to get a win. Sean Brown with us on Sports fourteen forty with the penalty kill yesterday, and everyone was kind of looking at this stat, Brownie as well, a key part of the game. Last ranked penalty kill in the NHL coming in yesterday at seventy point eight percent, but they go a perfect uh, four for four. Was there? It didn't, as I said just earlier uh, to open the show. It didn't look like a, a last place team in the NHL as far as the penalty kill goes. No, it didn't. No, they they looked great and they looked committed to. I mean, one one thing you notice about penalty kills that are struggling um is there you know lack of commitment to block shots and getting the shooting lanes i mean obviously we all know how hard and the commitment that that takes and i mean they did just an outstanding job uh of collapsing down nice and low and 
Um, that's one thing with the Oilers, with their skill and McDavid and Drysaddle and their ability to to pass and pass through scenes. Um, you know, they I thought they did an amazing job of just collapsing nice and nice and low and giving those shots from the outside, and they're committed to to blocking blocking shots. I don't know how many shots they they blocked total, but. Um, it definitely was up there, and you know that makes it tough because you know with uh, Mc, uh, McDavid and Drysaddle and their ability to to make those cross ice passes, they capitalize quite a bit on that. So um, you know they're you got to give them credit, you got to give their coaching credit, uh, staff credit uh, hmm. that they came out with a good plan and they were committed and, and executed it. They had 22 total blocks, I believe, last night. 19 the whole after 40 minutes. So, uh, you know, that was a situation where they you showed that they wanted to pay the price. So I, I touched on this uh, for a long time now, Brownie. As a guy that killed penalties and teams were having trouble getting shots through, did you find some defensemen or wherever just letting things buck? And if, they're, if the puck's two, three uh, feet high, that, so be it. And if you're taking out some defenders, so be it. Uh, what? Where do you see that? Is that an option? Could that have been an option for the Oilers last night? Yeah, I think sometimes. I mean, obviously, um, you know, it's it's a huge ask, and, and the good teams, you know, do it. They block shots and they do it consistently and over and over. And I've seen a couple times Bouchard, you know, took a couple clappers there, and he's got a heavy hard shot, and uh, I think he injured one of the guys mm-hmm. at one point. Well, after a while, that's going to leave a mark, right? I mean, you start, you know. When, when guys start collapsing low and there's quite a distance between, you know, you and the, the PK guy and you start bombing away and you take a couple of those off the ankle or, you know, off the side of the leg, I mean, you know, it's only human nature to start to, to creep up and, and cheat a little bit. And once you establish uh, that, then all of a sudden now those cross-ice scene passes start to open up a little bit. So, um, you know, when things aren't pretty, you know, and that's, you know, that's that's one of the benefits of having Bouchard on the top is that he's got such a hard, heavy shot. And uh, sometimes you just got to go to that, right? And and when teams know that, then all of a sudden they start to cheat a little bit. And then when they start cheating, now all of a sudden those plays down low and those scene, uh, scene passes that, that we've talked about that the Oilers are so good at start to open up a little bit. But, you know, like it's just, uh, you know, one of those games that, you know, um, you got desperate uh, uh, defensemen on the Islanders that are inexperienced and and young and trying to you know prove to themselves to the team and uh, to their coaching staff that they're committed and you know good on them for doing that. That's uh, you know that uh, that's a sign of uh, a good squad. Sean Brown with us on Sports fourteen forty. Thanks for your opinion on that uh, topic. What did you make of the five on three power play for the Oilers? Because you know, with the score 3-1, you just gave up a shorthanded marker. You don't have the momentum, but, man, that could have been a totally different game if they would have had some success on a, a full minute almost on a 5-on-3. Yeah, that was, I mean, I thought for sure, you know, it, you know, watching David, I, you know, he he was moving his feet and he was creating some opportunities. I mean, I, I, I thought for sure at some point he tried enough wraparounds. I thought he was going to get one. He gets behind you know, he gets in behind that net and can get to the other post and get around it so quick. I thought one of them will go in eventually. But, yeah, they just, uh, you know, the, the five-on-three with, uh, you know, that type of skill, usually, you know, I think we're all sitting there thinking it's, it's going to capitalize at some point. But, yeah, just a little stagnant. Um, you know, that's the one thing that the Oilers are, are really good at is that movement. And, you know, as a defender, when, when guys are stagnant, it's a lot easier to make those reads and, you know, kind of stay nice and tight and stay in the shooting in the shooting lane and, and have good sticks and be aware of where guys are. The Oilers really, I think, thrive when when there's a little bit more movement and they interchange and 
you know, you, you kind of, as a defender, lose track of is the guy a lefty, is a righty, and, you know, you you miss some lanes and, and they're obviously so skilled they, they kind of find those so um, I, I didn't think they did that as well as they normally do and um, weren't able to capitalize but yeah that, that's obviously a big turning point when you can't score you know on a five on three and special teams you know kind of let them down a little bit and and probably cost them the game. Yeah, that's the difference in the game. Two power play goals by the Islanders, a shorthanded goal by the Islanders, and then the Oilers failing to execute on a one-minute five-on-three. Have you ever were you ever part of a team where you were just so yo-yo-like? I mean, uh, lose four, win three, lose three, win eight, lose three. Can you recall anything like that uh, when you played? Yeah, I think every team. I mean, every guy that's played the game, you know, great. You know, you go into every game hoping to win and wanting to win. Um, you know, I, to be honest with you, looking at the Oilers where they were where they were at, and and then where they're at right now. I mean, to me, um, you know, I, I I don't know if I would push the panic button the panic button right now. I mean, it, they were struggling not that long ago, and then they went on a a great run, and they got you know were playing like a team and doing a lot of the things that they needed to do to be successful. And it was there in parts of their game. I mean. It's it, this isn't an easy league. I mean, everybody. There's no free lunches being handed out in the NHL, so every game's going to be tough. They go into the, you know, they're, they're playing New Jersey next. Who, who it's going to be another tough game. But um, you know, I, I I thought overall, I thought they, you know, they're they they're playing a lot better uh, and more inspired hockey than I've seen them play. Um, you know, they it's just, you can't win every game. They went on a, a good run. It would have been nice. I, I thought it was a big game for them to kind of you know, kind of nip it in the butt a little bit and get things back on track. But um, like I said, it's, you know, it's, it's over. But there's a, there's a lot of better signs that I think in their overall game. Um, they still have some areas that, like, every team need to clean up. But, um, you know, I, I, I don't think it's anything to, to panic for. I, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed the energy and enthusiasm they played with. And they just got to do it for 60 minutes and, you know, more often than not, when they're power play in their specialty teams with those two guys, now that they're, you know, feeling better about their game, it's just a, you know, they're in a good, better spot. Sean Brown with us on Sports 1440. Uh, Brown, he's wondering if you could break down the third goal that the Islanders scored. So the shorthanded goal, uh, some people were thinking uh, that Evan Bouchard should be wherever, maybe in a different position. But I think he made the right play. Am I correct in that? To, to seal off, to go against the boards, because that's kind of the outlet for, for where a pass or a play is going to be coming? Is that where, yeah, I mean, that's you the know? one where McDavid got the zone and kind of put it over to Nugent Hopkins and he yeah. backhanded it kind of towards the middle there. Yeah, I mean, typically, yeah, that's, you know, normally as a defenseman, you know, that, um, you know, when McDavid gets the zone and, and there's pressure, you kind of bring it over to the weak side and and the, the defenseman gets over and Nugent Hopkins with his back turns knows he's going to have pressure and just, and just throws it up the boards there. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I guess his last look, he obviously thought he was going to be maybe more a little bit in the middle of the ice. And, hey, it happens. I mean, for as good as these guys are, I mean, they make mistakes too. But, uh, yeah, it was it was a little bit of a, an unfortunate uh, read and decision by a couple guys. And, um, you know, you give up an odd man rush, uh, it's tough. Uh, you know, I, I would have liked to see Bouchard probably take away maybe a little sure. bit more of the pass and, yeah. and give Skinner more a little bit more of a shot. I think it put uh, Skinner in a tough spot to make that mm. and make that save anytime that pass goes across. But, um, you know, that's just unfortunate. You know, was, their game wasn't exactly where it was needed to, to be. And, 
um, once again, you know, and it's just unfortunate play. Yeah. So coming back, I mean, Bouchard now he's in sort of a tailspin because he's hustling back so hard. You got Pajot, you got Holmstrom coming at you, and you probably, as you said, probably would have liked to see him maybe not cheat a little bit, but pay attention a little more to Holmstrom. Well, I thought he did a pretty good job of pushing him, you know, to a, to you know an angle which wasn't exactly great for him. You know. Um, you know, he still had obviously some net to shoot at, but I thought he put him in a pretty good position and maybe could have kind of shifted over and maybe took that path away. Maybe, maybe I think if he looked at it, he played a little bit different. Um, but, at, you know, in that time, and like I said, there's a lot of moving parts and, mm-hmm. and situations that you're making those reads in a split decision. Um, you know, but I, it's obviously, you know, as a defenseman, you know, your biggest focus is making sure that that pass, you know, you don't want that pass to get across, you know, because obviously, you know, the goalie's going to be set on the shooter and anytime he's got to shift across. And, you know, these guys in the NHL, I mean, they can, they're good. I mean, they can make that pass. It's quick. It's on the tape. And, you know, if the guy didn't take a whole lot of time to get that on and off of his stick and put it in the right spot. So, um, you know, pretty good play of pushing him out to a, to a, you know, uh, an angle which benefited, I thought, Skinner. And, but then, you know, that pass comes across, it, it makes it tough. More importantly, Sean Brown, how was your trip out to Nova Scotia? Yeah, it was really good. Um, you know, we had a lot of fun. Uh, Hockey Canada, uh, they just they did a great job as far as taking care of the kids. And my son was there and, you know, it was, it was a real nice getaway for my wife and I to we actually spent some time we we spent our time in Halifax and mm. the, the tournament was in Truro which was about 40 minutes away small little town and um you know so it was good we just uh we into lots of great lots of great food lots of great seafood um lots of history there did some tours where there were some friends uh, I got to meet up with uh you know a lot of uh, old teammates and guys that I haven't mm. seen in a while that were were there scouting um you know, it uh, Halifax is a is a beautiful place. It's uh, you know I've been there before with hockey and stuff, but not for you know any real length of time. And usually when you're there with hockey, it's just to to the rink and hotel. So it was nice just to kind of take it in and um, you know and and you know I think for my son, you know, anytime you get an opportunity to play for for Team Canada, it's pretty special. And you know, he definitely got a lot out of the the whole experience of of playing in that type of environment, that type of pressure, new teammates, new coaches, and you know, and it just uh, it was good. You know, now we he's got a little break from hockey, and mom is happy. She's got everyone back in the nest now. <laughs> uh, just to update our uh, listeners: uh, it was the World Junior Eight Challenge, and uh, Canada East played Canada West in the final, and it was a seven-two victory for Canada West. Uh, your son was on the Canada East team, correct? Canada West. Canada West. Okay, sorry. I'm, it's hard to keep track of this stuff. Yeah. Which yep. would make sense being from the West. Sometimes I thought. And so uh, 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 Eric Roos was the goaltender, correct? Yeah. What an outstanding tournament. Yeah. I mean, he was he was fantastic. He wound up making uh, the uh, the tournament all-star team. And, um, you know, the last, uh, I mean, he had, he had an overall great tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, but his, you know, the last game he played in was just fantastic. He made... You know, goaltending, you know, is obviously a big part of the anyone's team. And, you know, he made some big saves and allowed the guys to, you know, play, probably play loose and, and you know, um, knowing that they had a guy back there who was going to make the save. So good on him. He just, uh, outstanding tournament. A lot of, a lot of great effort. You know, for a team that probably didn't start off 
overly great. Um, really found a way to gel and, and play well together. And, you know, they faced a little bit of adversity, and I'm sure some of the other teams did too. A bunch of kids got sick, and it kind of went through their team, and it was a little bit bad timing. But like I said, I mean, they it was nice. It's nice to get the – you know, nice to bring home a medal and, you know, just from a parent's point of view, just to be able to watch your kid in that type of environment and see the kind of fun that he's had and the smile on his face. And, you know, he just created a whole bunch of new relationships and, you know, it, uh, Sean, you know, myself got to spend a little bit of time with mama and got to have a lot of good food and some nice drinks. We should have done a, a, um, like a a zoom with you from the hotel room in, in uh, Halifax. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Could you imagine that? Another one? <laughs> hey, I learned from that, hey? Yeah, no, we, more, no more, yeah, no. It's, uh, <laughs> we talked about that once before. We don't need to get into it again, but, uh, yeah, that would have been a nice one. Just with the time change, you know, three hours, you could have been, we could have been just perfect. Yeah, no, it was good. I, You know, for me, it was really nice. I just, I hadn't seen a lot of guys in a lot of years. You know how hockey is, yeah. right? Everyone kind of gets busy with life. And who, kids. Who'd you see, Brownie? Who'd you see out there? Uh, I ran into uh, Marty LaPointe, who, you know, we used to drive to every game together in Boston. We spent a lot of time together. Our wives spent a lot of time together. Um, so it was nice to, to get caught up with him. Uh, it was funny. I ran into uh, Danny Marr, who uh, used to be, when I was going through, uh, you know, my junior career, he was a scout for the Leafs. So he was kind of around the rink a lot watching me. And now he's, you know, the head of central scouting. And we got chatting. And it was kind of funny. I was, you know, we were just talking about old times and, you know, back then they used to, you know, have their binders full of paper and now everything's obviously all digital and stuff. And so I was like, hey, Danny, you know, like I got a young son and, you know, is there any chance you got any of those notes? Do you keep any of those notes back in the day on me or they can kind of share with my kid? And he's like, well, I don't know if you really want to see them. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was kind of funny. We had some good laughs. And, um, you know, it's, I, I just love being around the hockey community. Um you know, so yeah, it, it, it was really good. Hey, Brownie, thanks for taking the time this morning and uh, have a great Christmas with you and your family and uh, appreciate you coming on and uh, happy holidays to you and yours. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Yeah, have a great holiday. Everyone be safe. Have fun. Talk to you guys. All right, that's uh, Sean Brown as we went in the community for United Sport and Cycle, the annual Boxing Day week sale. It's on, well, not quite now, but it will be on. Uh, after the 26th. So uh, you'll be able to save a whole whack more than what's going on with the Christmas sale on right now. So check out United Sports and Cycle. 95 years in old Strathcona. When we come back, we've got, uh, we'll check in from uh, last night's post-game comments uh, with the Edmonton Oilers, uh, Chris Knobloch, uh, Matthias Ekholm, and uh, top of the hour, Mark Spector and David Amber in the 8 o'clock hour on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. This is just... Uh, yeah, so that's what Duke is doing. He's doing the, the sashaying side by side. Is this what's the name of that song? Christmas time. Christmas time. Brian Adams, of course, our seven forty break. You know what? We I, he's a prominent singer in the Northern Lights uh, song for Africa. You know that one? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like he, I think he starts the song off. I th- I don't even know anymore. I'd, I'd have to go back and check. I mean. I, I don't know if I necessarily trust your uh, insights on this, Kevin. After well, was that yesterday or the day before? Yeah. You thought the Hunter brothers were uh, Jody Messina. That's a that was a bad that was <laughs> that a bad bad uh, miscue on my part. Very bad. Holy very, very smokes! Bad. Uh, exceptionally bad. Um, you know, I was just thinking about that commercial we had there, Duke, the, with the shakaroni. Have you ever had or seen one even? 
I've yet, be I've, I've yet to see it in person, uh, but TV uh, on TV good, good friend Connor Halley says he's uh, indulged. Uh, check it out. Uh, Papa John's, of course, a uh, so, very uh, longtime sponsor yeah, of the yeah. Jason Greger show. But, so Connor, I mean, are Connor's we looking at a, it's a thicker crust and he's everything? A, he's a, it's, like, it's, it's shack sized, baby. Everything's bigger. Hmm. Bigger is better. Might have to try one. You were saying we're, we're, they have the uh, Stingray uh, potluck uh, Christmas thing here at noon today. Yeah, and uh, of course Connor and I, and it's tough because I can't really cook anything. No. Obviously beforehand, we're, uh, we're I'm on air right until this thing's starting. But we went and got a little tray of some like goodies and stuff uh, from down the mall floor, and then I picked <laughs> up some. But like we want to contribute something, obviously be a part yeah, of the uh, yeah, the yeah. crew here. But uh, I think after you wrap up, well, Fantasy Frenzy's on. You should dip out and just go grab the biggest size of a shakaroni pizza they have. Zip one bring in. it back and be like, here's my contribution for I was, the uh, potluck. I was thinking just to go over to Bubba Gump's here. Give me your largest ring of shrimp. Well, uh, some you know it's got to be shrimp. You know it has to be shrimp. Something. That's what they're known for. Yeah. Right. Well, that's you know Bubba. <laughs> it's Gump. in the name. Yeah. Uh, last night the Oilers got off to a good start against the Islanders. Leon Draisaitl scored one twenty three in. It was a really long stretch pass. Great play by Matthias Ekholm as he feathered one up, uh, basically a hundred feet or so plus, uh, right on the tape of. Warren Fogle, who did a nice little touch pass, and then Dry Settle beat Ilya Sorokin uh, for his 13th on the year. But uh, an assist on the play for Matthias Ekholm, and following the game, Ekholm had these post game comments. Matthias, can you talk about the inability to capitalize on your power plays while giving up a couple of crucial ones on the PK? Yeah, unfortunately, that was the name of the game. We lost it at the special teams battle tonight, and. Uh, we got to be better as a penalty kill unit. We got to be better as a power play unit as well. So um, that's on us. And um, again, that's uh, not great timing. We we need a, we need wins right now. We need points right now. So um, we'll have to learn from that and be, and be better. When you lose, you lose a bunch in a row. When you win, you win a bunch in a row. How do you kind of maintain that even keelness that you guys are hoping for right now? Yeah, I mean that's exactly what we need to do right now. I mean as as much as tonight um, is no fun and uh, it sucks uh, we got to turn the page quickly and, and move on we have two more games before Christmas and um, those are crucial games for us so um, whether you do it by yourself as a team uh, whatever it takes we need to just turn our heads around have a good practice tomorrow and then um, come back and play a good game again. Derek just shared that you guys are a process-driven team. When you look at the two of the last three losses, you guys kind of easily came out on top in two of those games. How do you make sure you focus on the process and not just the results? Yeah, I mean, there's there's obviously good things about it, uh, tonight's game as well. I liked our start. I liked the first period. I thought we gave it. Uh, I mean, to start the second is kind of like we 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 turned a couple pucks over in the neutral zone. It cost us a couple penalties. They score. Um, so it's not all bad, but um, I think we we were <clears throat> we we made it a little bit easy uh, for them tonight. I thought we uh, could have done a better job there, and especially in the second. But there's obviously good things that also usually there isn't a game, so uh, we'll have to focus on that, learn from the bad, and, and move on. Are they a hard team to get pucks through? They, they lead the league in block shots. They seem to to do that. Is that a challenge against them, or how would you kind of assess that? It is. I mean, they're uh, they got four good lines that that check really well. They skate hard. They they work really hard, and you got to be on top of your game when it comes to the offensive zone. Where it's sometimes we might do it a little bit more, uh, a little too complicated for ourselves, and not shoot enough pucks. Usually, when you shoot pucks, you you can uh, be able to crack down defenses and, and pucks. 
kind of seem to go where nobody can really um, control where, where it's going and, and, and you can get um, guys out of position. But um, again, I, I think we did uh, we did shoot some pucks, but uh, I think tonight we would have maybe liked a, a couple more screens in front of their goaltender as well, making it a little harder on him. So there's, there's a lot of details that goes into it, but um, they did a good job for sure. That's Oilers defenseman Matthias Ekholm, who finished the game last night at uh, with one assist. He played 23-49, had uh, four hits, and he had five shots on goal. So, uh, the, you know, he talked about him, you know, he talked about the Oilers not getting enough shots through traffic. That was a, a, key, a key part, a critical part of the game with uh, the block shots that the Islanders uh, had. Uh, Sean Brown uh, talked about it. The uh, Oilers uh, gave up that shorthanded goal. In case you're wondering, the five uh, shorthanded goals by uh, Holmstrom right now, 13 is the record in the NHL by uh, Mario Lemieux back in 88-89. Wayne Gretzky had 12 one year. Wayne Gretzky had 11 one year. Mario also had 10 one year. Uh, If you go back to 1985-86, a certain assistant coach on the Oilers had nine. Paul Coffey, a a defenseman, had nine shorthanded goals in 85-86. That's unheard of. That is, that's a season for a lot of guys. Shorthanded, nine shorties for Paul Coffey back in 85, 86. A common theme this year is waiting on the arrival of Connor Brown to find the net. First period, Brown had, a, I mean, you can't get closer. Uh, Ryan McLeod with a hard pass, cross crease, and Brown sent one off the post. That was his closest opportunity. But he had other, he had other chances uh, last night. Also had a really bad giveaway that uh, Matt Barzell had a breakaway on, but Stu, Stinner, Stu Skinner had a solid save. But uh, everyone's just kind of waiting. Brown had that two-on-one in the second period, if you recall, and shot it wide by a healthy margin. And then... Also, right around that time, that's when Leon Dreisaitl took that penalty. And it was on an extended shift. His line mates went off. Leon stayed on. Maybe he was fatigued. I don't know. Had an extended shift. Took a a stick infraction penalty. And the Islanders scored on the power play. Uh, Nelson to Horvat shortly thereafter. That was the uh, 13th of the year for Horvat and uh, a 2-1 lead and was extended to 3-1 on the shorthanded goal by Holmstrom. Still a lot of people texting in, not sure about that power play, 5-on-3 for 57 seconds. Uh, it was, uh, uh, no one can figure it out, really. Uh, Pillman says, weren't a few Islanders D out? Didn't look like it. Because they played hard. Those guys, they committed. Every guy off the Islanders team committed to getting in lanes, blocking shots, doing whatever it took. I mean, with Pellick, Pollock out, uh, you know, this is a, a patchwork defensive core that the Islanders threw on the ice last night, and it looked like they didn't miss, miss a beat. Noah Dobson was fantastic. Uh, Romanov was very good as well. That's their number one pairing. They went to the well with those guys all night long. But, you know, Bortuzzo played quite well. Aho was pretty good as well. And then the the, the third pairing with uh, with Bolduc, he kind of was the guy that was seeing a little less action than the other ones. Riley 
A guy they pick up off waivers, just fine, just fine back there. Um, text coming in, 1833-401-1440. Terry says the shakaroni is one size only. Um, like apparently, well, that makes sense. Does it not, Duke? It, it makes tons yeah. of sense. Uh, probably big, I would think. Yeah. And uh, it looks like Army Daryl is sitting in the same room with uh, the King of Fort Nasty with uh, just giving it to the Duke, saying, Duke, you could have cooked last night. It's lazy to bring a pre-made platter to a potluck. Oh, man, the Duke is getting it today. Here, here's, uh, uh, You know what? I don't think this will probably make its way to, because um, I'm not sure if we'll be able to do uh, in or out with Laddie tomorrow when he joins us for a, a quick segment. Maybe we will, but I'll just I'll throw this out to the listeners and to you right now, Kevin, while okay. we're on this topic. Is it better to just bring something simple, pre-made, whatever, to a potluck because of, or, or like, rather than bringing something poorly made by yourself? Like I, I'm no, I'm no Michelin star <laughs> chef here. Baking, no. And keep in mind, like I, I have semi recently moved, and like I, I don't have cupboards full of cookware and stuff. To like, I don't have a muffin tray. Cook, I got like one. Wonder cookie, what's in those cupboards. One, one cookie sheet, one measuring cup, a couple bowls, a couple pots and pans. Like it's pretty bare bones. I don't spend a lot of time inside my home. I'm here. I would love to see the cupboards at El Duque's res- residence. They're pretty barren. Wow. I'll tell you. A lot of pasta. Um, <laughs> a lot of pasta sauce. Oh, boy. Freezer full of okay. homegrown ground beef. I'm going to give you, I'm going to send a little care package for over the, you know. Well, you won't need it for over the holidays because you're going to have lots in Delburn. Correct. So. so. Correct. But you need stuff for the new year. I'll, I'm going to help you out. <laughs> wow, Kevin. I'm going to help a, you out. What a humanitarian. Yeah. <laughs> helping the less fortunate. Yeah, just, just helping out the Duke. Uh, when we come back top of the hour, we'll check in with Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet and uh, David Amber from Rogers Sportsnet and Hockey Night in Canada. Uh, before that, time now for a Sports 1440 update brought to you by First Round. Watch NFL football at First Round on Monday, Thursdays, and Sundays. Even Saturdays this week, I guess. Uh, You could win a trip to watch your favorite team next year. Here is the Duke.